a uh, it's a very strange thing where you could be old, you know, and also like be the sprightliest person in the room. Yeah. Like, and then there are some people who are younger or the same age, but seem like the oldest person in the room. Right. And that that is a true like attitudinal kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. It has a lot more to do with temperament and less with aesthetics. Although aesthetics come into it too. They do, but like, you know, I've also, as someone who's dressed as a middle-aged person since I was, you know, 19, seems young. Seem young and fresh. Yeah, that's true. You know? I, I would agree with that, yeah. Well, it's sort of like when you look back at an old yearbook, like not of yours, but have you ever seen like a yearbook from the 40s or 50s? Everybody oh, looks look the like same they're 50 42. Like, oh. Yeah, they all look like baby boomers, grandma and grandpas. They don't look young. No. Because the idea of wanting to look young or like perpetual adolescence didn't really exist until later. You wanted That's to true. be an adult back in the day, you know? And I think some people carry that energy forward with them to this day. Yeah. I, yeah. I think if you didn't have like an awkward like emo phase or you know any sort of trend phase that lasted longer than like it's ex- it's you know real expiration date if you like were like oh no I like this as a 16 year old and now this is just what I like forever and it's like hmm. I guess that was me but at 19 but it was kind of a fixed thing where it was like no this is just an, a flat line you know, a through line yeah of your it, life. it was like very normy. The whole thing was like, can I just be normal? I just want to be normal. And whatever, and truly like neutral normal. Like, can I just be neutral? Is that a thing? The costumery. Right. Can we just stay contemporary, but also normal? And it's like, yeah, you can. You don't have to be like, you know, a 28-year-old trying to do low-rise jeans again, like you were 12, which... Is that there are people back? out in the world trying that right now, and I'm like, ooh, that's not going to go well for you, but okay. Some things are best left for the youth. Yeah, it's true. Low-rise jeans, I would have to say, are one of those things. I, I, I think anytime... I mean, yeah, anytime I see an old person wearing skinny jeans, I'm like, you should know better. That's uh, not right. There was just a New York Times article about uh, baggy jeans. Well, baggy. About baggy, high-waisted jeans coming back over skinny jeans. It was it was titled something like, After a Decade of Dominance, Skinny Jeans Take a Back Seat. Well, this is because the Gen Zs attacked the uh, uh, millennials and were like, fuck, fuck your skinny jeans, let the legs breathe. Um, and then everyone got very offended. Everyone who's 32 got offended. And we're like, no, I've had two kids. I love my skinny jeans. They have stretch. And you're like just wearing thick leggings i just need you to know that and admit it like, <laughs> calm the fuck down right it's not a lifestyle you're not buying into a lifestyle doing that like nah. yeah i think people get defensive about the skinny jeans because there is something classic about it it, it did feel timeless because it was around for so long yeah but i don't know once you reach the point where like it's the seams are chafing the leg hair off of your calves you go, maybe this isn't for me. Yeah. 
I don't even wear particular particularly skinny jeans, and I got made fun of at the skate park a couple weeks ago because nobody that skates wears skinny jeans anymore. That's not a thing. Everybody wears like uh, pretty wide-legged dickies and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So somebody asked me, they were like, how does it feel to be the guy with the skinniest pants at the skate park? And I looked around and I was like, oh, I guess that's true. Were and you re- hanging out with teenagers? Like what? Yes, what? I was. <laughs> okay, creepy uncle. I'm like, having what, a lot of interactions fuck? with children at skate parks these days as a grown man. Ugh. Yeah, the, the children are heckling you because they're like, yeah. Mm. A, a boy no older than the age of nine on a scooter called me an NPC and said he would kick my ass at Fortnite. And I had no choice but to agree with him. <laughs> How wrong is he? <laughs> He's accurate on, on at least one of those things because you're like, what's a, what's a night at Fort? What? The, well, the Fortnite thing I understood, but I agreed with him that he would probably kick my ass. It was the NPC thing that really hurt me. I was like, oh, Did, no. That stung a little bit? Yeah, I was like, I'm an NPC in the world now. This young kid's like, this guy just doesn't even have a brain. You're showing up to the skate park in skinny jeans like a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's on you. That's more on you. That's true. You know? I didn't make that mistake again. I got some slacks on the next time I went. Slacks? I don't know. I have some gray pants that are more loose-fitting that I wear. Uh, Grandpa, don't call them slacks. <laughs> I haven't heard. I didn't that. call the them only... slacks in front of the kids, but it's what they are. The only people, no, 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 no. There's no such thing as a slack. That is a word used by blue-haired old women when they're looking for a pant with a pleat knifed in it because it's a polyester and it's been permanently pressed into the material. That's a slack. Grannies wear slacks. Okay, I, I I don't know. I didn't know it was a such a specific term of art. I thought it was just a general term for pants. No, 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 because that's not a trouser. Oh, see, I'm not up on all all of this uh, hair splitting around this lingo. Trouser, slack, pants. I would use those all interchangeably. Are you not an Ohioan who just calls every pant that's not jeans khakis? Khakis. Yeah, no, I don't do that. Or Dockers. I got some Dockers. You're like, oh, God, those aren't Dockers. There's no brand. What? No, no, but they're khaki. They're Dockers. Yeah, no, I'm familiar with what you're saying, but no, I don't do that. I don't like that. That's like when people call all soda Coke. Yeah, it's it's Southern. I'm like, where did you Southern people come up and you're calling everything Coke? Oh, God, you know what I've been encountering recently again, which I removed from my lexicon many decades ago was pop everybody here calls calls it pop rather than so why i don't know because they're all dumb it's a dumb regionalism that i really really dislike and i'm hearing it all the time now do you want some pop anybody want some pop my ears are bleeding i don't i don't know (laughs) i I need a doctor not a soda thank you so much oh yeah oh I'm deathly Ugh. afraid of getting my Ohio accent back. I think I mentioned oh, that it's one back. other time. It's back? No, it's yeah. not back. Come on. Oh, yeah. Don't say that. What do you mean? Oh, it, it's real. No, I it's noticed not. It, I noticed it like when I was in Ohio and then or in Connecticut. doesn't matter. Who cares? This is the after show, right? Yeah. Who fucking cares? Um, I have a vaccine now, so everything's fine. Uh, anything I did before then, also fine. Um, uh, I noticed it then. And then when I listened to the record, I was like, oh, oh, 
It's there. No, come on. Unless you give me a specific example, I'm not going to believe you because it's not back. I'm fighting it every step of the way. But it's 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 creeping. It's creeping in. It's creeping in the vowels. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Mm-hmm. This is the worst. I have to get out of here. <laughs> That's the last straw. I can't. I literally that. was like, huh? Do I hear umlauts in places they don't belong? <laughs> I think I do. Huh. It's like it's like, you know, in Jurassic Park where they're like, uh, you know, like everybody freeze and then you can hear the vibration slowly. I'm like, oh yeah, no, yeah. no, that's the that's the knives in my ears slowly approaching. Oh no. Don't say that. It's making It's me okay. So I sad. sound more and more like I'm you know, I've grown up in fucking Long Island with every passing day being in queens i don't know if that's true don't flatter yourself Eh. there are times when i'm like oh that was especially nasal jesus fucking (laughs) christ calm the hell down friend Ugh. like where did where was your bar mitzvah like what the fuck is this calm down and i'm like okay if you developed the cool like tom holland uh queens accent that would be awesome i don't even know how to do that accent it's so specific it's also fake because it's an Englishman trying to do a regional New York accent. No, so I know, but he does general a general American. But he does a good job. No, he does Queens. He does specifically Queens. Yeah, he does. 110% incorrect. He doesn't do it heavy, but he does it. Most people, most like, you know, Caucasian Americans in Queens sound like they're from Long Island. Like bordering mm-hmm. also on a little Jersey. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what's so without calling it wooder, like that's right, like right. you know. I made fun fun of one of my uh, coworkers. I was like, "Do you call things wooder too? Like, what is this accent? Like, what are you doing?" She's like, "Yeah, sometimes I slip into deep Long Island. I'm like, sounds like Jersey. I don't know. No. Yeah, well, you know that would make sense for Queens. It's literally caught in the middle of the two places, so it's right between Jersey and Long Island. I mean, it's on Long Island. Oh technically. yeah, technically, yeah. That bridge will get you right over to Jersey. Yeah." Huh. Wow. Okay, that actually does make sense. Okay, I take it back. This is accurate. Okay. Huh. Huh. All right. Anyway. Anyway. I need to charge my my vape. Come up with something to say. Oh. (laughs) You don't have the USB plugged into the phone? Or plugged into the phone. Plugged into computer? It's very strange. I don't don't quite understand. Um... Um. <laughs> wow, it's got a full cord. What, listeners? I'm seeing something charged in that looks like it has a sick, like a six foot long cord, three foot long cord. It's got a lot of cord for being a charger for a USB device. I only have uh, yeah, I only have one cord left that charges my vape and my battery. Why pack. is it three feet long? I don't know, because I think it came from a hard drive or something else. It didn't come with the vape. It was a third-party cable, so it's extra long. Oh, is it because it's like some weird micro-USB knockoff yes. shenanigans? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Anything that has that little, like, mm, teeny tiny little It's like a USB. skinny USB. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Those are the worst. I don't know. I'm glad that's not the universal standard, because it is hideous yeah it's true it looks like 90s technology just shrunken down a little bit it also yeah i mm, 
it also is you can do the same thing of normal usb of sticking it upside down inside out because like the taper is just like three degrees of difference and yes like, yes that's yes. right and you're like it's not right son of a bitch get in the fuck you know yeah either just make everything ovals ovals well like you know like charging pads ovals oh oh i see okay have it all be oval so you don't have to think about it or make it all wireless so you can just go oh i need to charge my thing okay hold on yeah that's the oh, day look, i'm looking charging. forward to I, th- everything should be wireless charging when are we gonna get there but then like well most things are well, but I'm talking about like universal wireless charging. Like, so I have a mouse pad sitting on my table, for instance. I wish this was just a charger for my mouse while it was sitting on it and anything that ever touched it. You oh, know, well, just set the phone sense. there and then it charges. Set the vape there, then it charges. Why Don't wouldn't they have it charging do that? giant charging? There are giant charging pads. There but must be, but not that. everything yeah. does that. You know. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're gonna we're gonna test this real quick. Oh, are you can Will is attempting to charge the jewel on the charging pad. It's not going to work. Sure doesn't work. No. Nope. Yeah, no. There has to Does be technology in the device that aids that process. It doesn't just yeah, magically if, transmit electricity through the air. I think if the little copper piece was exposed and it was all the way down, I probably could. Maybe. I don't know. How many that, it's like Let me ask you something. It's a slight change of topic. How many jewels are you on now? Do you have the same jewel as before? Wow. And it doesn't run out of battery any faster than it used to? Nope. Wow, that's incredible. There are some days when it starts to act up where like it'll fully charge and then it'll deplete the charge while on the little dock. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why are you power cycling right now? What is this? You're you're not an expensive device. You should right. not be power cycling like right. this. Well, it's probably... But then you just recharge it and then it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, that that's why I was asking, because I feel like they don't last very long at the end of the day, and I'm shocked that you have the same jewel you had before. Yeah, this has been about a year. Yeah. Maybe more? Probably more. Have you been smoking cigarettes at all? Uh, Every now and then I'll give myself a real a real one treat, but yeah. mm-hmm. that, uh, when I went out, I had real ciggies, because I was like, that way, because if you're sitting indoors... You know, when pe- the, when the people want to sit indoors, you're like, well, I'm drinking. And normally when I'm drinking, I would just be. Right. Well. Puffing. Different, maybe not that, but, right. you know. But it would be. No, that's know, what happens when like, you're oh, in a hotel go... room with two other men. What? That's what happens when you're in a hotel room with two other men. The double fisting. That's called skiing. Um, <laughs> just. <sighs> Good right, skiers keep don't going. need the um, poles. What? Good skiers don't need the poles. I don't know where to take that joke, so it's yeah. it's a little too difficult. I guess it's not a question of needing it. That's what I'm saying. Like you, <laughs> you may not need them, but you're not going to get where you're going if you don't use them. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. No, but I was like, you know, if you have to, like, if you're going to go out, might as well just be like, let me have like three real cigarettes over the course of the night so that way like when i go in it's like oh we're in for like two hours or whatever or an hour and a half and then go out versus like okay i finished a beer i'm gonna go you know like you can have like a drink and a half or two drinks and then step out right resume conversation and then everyone after they're a little drunk is like "Ooh, can i bum one you're like yes it's 
four years ago. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It becomes fun times. We're now. going out again for the first time in forever. Let's right. let's be bad. Everybody you know? smoke and be bad. Yeah. I fully support this. Yeah. And then you go through and you're like, well, I probably smoked less than if I was out actually outdoors just sucking down juice. Yeah, totally. You know. No, I, I'm excited to go on my weekend hiking adventure because I'm not going to be able to have my vape because I won't be able to charge it. So I'm going to be smoking regular cigarettes. And that's like, that's oh, what so makes me burn. feel like an old man is when I'm like, oh, I'm so excited for cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to go burn down the forest with uh, cigarette fire? Oh, oh absolutely. Goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it going to be freezing and with the snow still on the ground? Won't you be just in the snow? Uh, well, I'm going to Kentucky, so it's warmer there. Uh, but only slightly so. Why are you going to the land of incest and banjos? What the fuck? Uh, because they have beautiful parks there. We're going to a place called Red River Gorge. That's particularly nice. I don't know. I, I'm I'm fully supportive of this because I went on a spontaneous trip to West Virginia a couple of years ago with the same crew of people, and it was really beautiful and really fun. So I'm looking forward to it. The Appalachians are a beautiful place. Lots of rhododendrons particularly coal good for mining. the springtime. Yeah, the coal mines look crazy, actually. I don't think in the place in Kentucky where I'm going has coal mines this time, but maybe. Yeah, they just have, like, you know, mountains that have been cut in half, fried chicken. Mm. I well, did see, um, at some point, apparently, and this was, like, you know, like a hype beast product, um, Kentucky Fried Chicken made a starter log that would just smell like the 11, 11 herbs and spices. A starter log for fires? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want it so bad. That's an ingenious advertisement for KFC. Yeah. It's just going to make you want it. I know, but like the only place you can use that is in a fireplace, which I would not want my home to yeah, smell like repulsive. Kentucky Fried Chicken. You don't like that. But a campfire now we're talking yeah yeah of course of course get a campfire get a bucket everyone's having a great time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, also what stoner came up with? that had to be someone who's so fucking high you know what this campfire smells like bro kfc oh dude you know what would make it no it would be this fire smells sick what would make it smell better you want some kfc on there and you're like yes or you know what maybe i mean we were talking about dominoes earlier maybe somebody was had some kfc and they were having a fire outside and they decided to smoke the kfc burn the bucket burn the bucket or just put the chicken over the fire the already fried chicken and give it a little fire fire you know flavor it would light on fire immediately because of all the grease no uh, no you'd be surprised you can you can roast it like a marshmallow i put a piece of domino's pizza over a campfire a couple weeks ago and when it got all roasted up, it was really, really good. Yeah, because it was actually cooked for the first time instead of merely being warmed. Well, in that smoky flavor of a campfire, you add that to almost any food, especially a food that's already fried and disgusting, it's going to make it even better. Yeah, it's called liquid smoke. It comes in a bottle, and you can go dab, dab, dab on it, pretty much anything. Yeah, but it's nature's smoke. Uh, mm hmm. I don't know if that's on the 100% true side, but okay. Yeah, it seems very early in the year to go on a camping exploration. Like, that seems like day trip, but not 
I don't know. I, f- I, I picture camping is happening between after Memorial Day and, and before Labor Day. Like it's a pure summer activity. Uh, not for people that are into it. This is a sort oh. of this is a sort of warm up trips of sorts. I'm not sure how many more of these trips I'll be going on because I'm not like that into it. But my buddies that are into it, uh, no, you you start with trips before what is it Memorial Day? Yeah, before Memorial Day to get yourself sort of conditioned so that you can do bigger trips during the prime season. The fuck is a bigger trip? A bigger trip, like if you wanted to go somewhere out west, somewhere that costs more money to go, and also meaning longer, more miles. So when we're going this time, we're only going to do maybe 20 miles total, which is not very much. But you can do trips where you would do... That's so far. Yeah, but total, over three days, it's not really that far. Oh, yeah. That's not that bad. Seven miles a day or something like this. Um but you can do trips later on where you do like uh 30 miles at a time rather than over the course of several days who the fuck wants to do that oh people do that all the time it's not it's not as crazy as it sounds i mean someone like you that's not into it that is easily exhausted and needs a lot of nappy time would be thoroughly upset by even a beginner trip like this one listen i'm i'm great at doing 10 miles flat pavement i can do it yeah this ain't no flat flat pavement buddy that's what i'm saying like i i don't want why are you adding hills hills and mud and sticks and nature no because nature is beautiful and it's fun to it's fun to do it it's a challenge you ever heard of one i don't like them yeah so i don't like natural challenges maybe yeah, no, I'm I'm not holding I'm not holding it against you. You're very you're very thoroughly through and through a city person. And only a city person. You don't like nature. I'll go to it. You have the Werner Herzog mentality where nature's out to destroy us and you're against it. And I understand that. Uh, well, because everything in nature is always going to be like, well, will that sting me? Will that bite me? Will that, you know, is that rock steady? Is that water you know what's swimming in the water what's you know like a lot of things are like i'm like "Mm, it's unknown and you know what the unknown is terrifying so ah but see that's exactly it a lot of people find the unknown thrilling and fun that's that's the that's the advantage of hiking is is hiking into the unknown and you know you do something challenging and difficult and at the end of the day you're rewarded for it by nature's beauty and a can of spam roasted over a fire perhaps a what roasted over a fire spam Perhaps marinated in a little beer and honey. Mm. Delicious. If you're not cooking a steak in a cast iron grill at the end of a hiking day, I, I absolutely want nothing to do with this. Well, hey, if you want if you want to hike 20 miles with the cast iron pan, you're more than welcome to do that. But you got to travel pretty light, you know. Mm. Also sounds heavy. Don't want to do it. Maybe you can bring like a carbon steel. Now that, that weighs nothing. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You know. All the weight is critical. I can show you my bag that I packed over here. In fact, you can already see it in the frame. Is it that orange bulgy thing? See that right there? Okay, that's not a bag. That's a massive, massive backpack with everything I need for three days out in the wilderness in it. Ugh. There's a sleeping bag in there. There's a sleeping pad in there. There's a pillow. And all of this stuff is inflatable or otherwise 
crammable down into many small compartments. There's enough food for three days. There will be enough water for three days. I don't have it in there yet, but I will. And you carry it all on your back like a man. Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm -mm. No. That's why people, that's why RVs were invented. (laughs) You can, you can go drive through nature and go, wow, it's pretty. Why don't we park? And you go, okay, great. You ready to, Ready and to you go have to sleep? a toilet, yes. you have a shower, you have a gas stove, you have everything you need, right? In the RV. Uh, I'm trying to think what my grandparents had. They, they had like a, a little electric stove, mm-hmm. but no shower. Showers were in the like, the like main park house where if you wanted one, you'd have to like throw a quarter in. Yeah, that's the only kind of camping you've ever done, right? Is where you're near to a place with showers. <laughs> Yeah, and I also was like, oh, it's the end of the day. Someone has to drive me home. I am not staying out here with you people. Yeah, this yeah. is not going to happen. So you've never done real camping where you have to set up a tent every night and take it down the following morning and get wrecked. In a bag never would. And walk around. No, you never would. Oh, you're missing out. No, nature's gross. Okay. All right. That's all right. I also have the fear of like a bear is going to come and eat all of us. Well, that's why you bring 50 feet of paracord and you tie your food up high in a tree. That's what you have to do. Yeah, but the bear is on the ground. But yeah, exactly. But then the bear's not going to bother you if it can't get to your food. That's the whole point of putting the food up in the tree. But I am food to the bear. Ah, no, you're not. The bear's more interested in your food. It's afraid of you. I smell delightful. The bear's going to be like, I smell rare woods and a <laughs> lovely oil on a on a bald toasted well, turkey. Well, l- listen. With the amount of Taco Bell that you're eating, you might smell. Yeah, I might be sweating out a lot of meats. I don't know, you know? (laughs) Well, it's a good reason to change your diet. Avoid the bears. Okay. I have a a hole in my sock right now, and I can't stop fingering it. You have a hole? What? I have a hole in my sock. Throw the sock out. I know. I should. I didn't realize it was there until right now. And it's really How many times have you worn it with the hole going, oh, it's not that bad? I think this is the first time it's had the hole. Mm. pretty sure because i didn't notice it this morning so i think i made the hole over the course oh of the you day. made the hole today oh do you have like raptor claws on your toes are you that person uh no i'm not that person and it's not near my toes it's on the bottom i think it just finally blew through oh i've never had that happen oh that happens to me all the time i get them on the pads of my feet but i also what? buy cheap socks off of amazon so i don't know yeah they I had to explain to someone that, you know, having, getting to the point where all you have are mismatched socks are, is incredibly embarrassing and you should not do that in life. Why did this person show up somewhere important with mismatched socks on and you had to castigate them? No, it was one of my employees and he's like, yeah, I got to buy socks because I'm, I'm down to, and he like lifted the ankles and it was mismatches. I was like, what? <laughs> Why show that? Why admit it? Just be like, hey, I need to buy some socks and don't tell anyone. Why are you being dumb? And then I was like, listen, let's let's talk about strategies for, for life. As soon as they get a hole, you throw them out. This and then is you Will's buy five Jordan new Peterson ones. moment. Hmm? Will's Jordan Peterson moment. How dare you? Twelve first rules of all. for life. <laughs> first of all, rule number one, lie about your sock mismatches. What people don't see, they don't need to know about. Like it's, I had, I had someone many years ago be like, walk up to me and be like, I just was pulling up my pants, but I pulled up the waistband on my underwear. So now it looks like I have a jock strap because I ripped them. And I'm like, 
<laughs> that person is awesome. That rules. That's very funny. <laughs> and then I went, excuse me? Why did you have to share that? And he's like, I had to tell someone to get the shame out. And I'm like, okay, now I have the shame. So I have to now share it with more people. And now you're going to be mad at me when I tell someone else. So I feel like I'm one of the people you're describing. In shameful moments like that, my first instinct is to just tell the truth to the first person that will listen. Just because it, you need to let it out. You can't be the only one that knows. Why do I have the face where people tell me the, the sources of their shame? And I'm like, I don't need to know. You're like a Catholic priest. You have to think about it like that. You're doing confession for these poor people. I know, but like then they Forgive expect me, that I'm going to take it to my grave, and sin. that's fully not the case. <laughs> I'm going to go, do you know what this motherfucker just said to me? He's got a hole in his ass. I don't know. what. what, what blah, blah. And then I got that. You're not supposed to tell anyone. I'm like, it's funny. And you told me. So how are you going to expect me to not let other people know why you're walking funny? Okay? Calm down. Oh, man. You're the worst priest of all time. You're betraying the confidence of the community. Yeah, there, there is no, uh, there's no HIPAA. There's no, you know, holy HIPAA in that, in that moment. You're sharing, you're sharing your secret shame with me, and I'm going to go, I didn't ask for it. So, I'm going to spread this burden around real quick so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know yep 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 mm -mm. when people tell me crazy shit i then just i'm like okay do you want advice or do you want me to give you shit you have to pick one because <laughs> what you're asking for is one or the other Right. I think most the subtext is if someone yeah. is telling you something shame, like they're like, yeah. oh, I just got to get it out. It's like you either want advice or absolution. I think or... most people want absolution, but you're not willing to provide that. You're saying that absolution is off the table. I'm either giving you shit or I'm giving you advice, neither of which is appropriate. No, because absolution, you the person being confessed to in that moment cannot give you absolution. You have to find the absolution within, you know, uh, we're back to the Tao of will. The way forward is only from within. Your ripped underpants can only be mended by you. <laughs> um, you know, I rewatched Mystery Men the other day. Did you ever see that movie with Janine Garofalo and Ben Stiller? An early, an early satirical superhero flick. I believe it might have been from '99. We've been on a real I 1999 movie kick lately. Yeah, Janine Garofalo is the bowler. I don't know the characters, but I remember it was like comedians trying to be serious. -ish. No, it it wasn't serious. It's supposed to be a a, a spoof, a send up of uh basically like Joel Schumacher style Batman movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they were like, it's like eh, silly, yeah. campy, okay. ridiculousness. But, but it was bad, right? Um, it was pretty bad, and fuck, I had a reason for bringing it up that I can't remember now. What about, uh, we were talking about absolution yes. coming from within. And then you said, oh, I, I, th oh, I saw Oh, right. There's, there's, a bit in the, there's a bit in the movie where the fledgling group of superheroes encounters a more experienced superhero called the Sphinx. And all he does is dispense advice like you just did. Uh, you know, the only way to repair your underwear band is by you repairing it from within. 
you know, and yeah, the dumb. the bit yeah. is is that his advice is bad and stupid because he's just inverting his language no matter what you say. Yeah. And it reminded me of you. I will take offense to this <laughs> in time. No, I d- I do think there is something there though to the idea that like when people like tell you something like that they have like any time someone's like I have to get this off my chest I have to tell someone it's like you know I'm guilty of this a lot like you know you just have to have to say it out loud and be like <gasps> if you don't understand that what you're doing is saying it out loud for yourself that you are saying that you need an audience for it like you by needing to get it out if you don't know that the core is that you have to get it out so your own ears hear it instead of thinking it it's up to that person who didn't ask and doesn't really care or doesn't want to know to do what what they will with it so again like they can give you advice or they can just be like <laughs> you know like i think that's fair and you shouldn't be mad if someone's like not you know the if whole someone's, point is if that someone's it was for you all along you know yeah, like don't yeah, get yeah. mad at someone else no, I follow you. I think you're actually 100% right about that. You've gotten what you needed, which is just to hear yourself say it. So what the uh, receiving party does with that information is now up to them, and that might include broadcasting it. Yeah, because it's not, it's not truly confiding. Confiding would be, I don't know how this, how this makes me feel. I just need to talk it out. Like, that's different because you're asking for, you know. You're asking for a privileged space. Yes, you're you're, to you're asking aside. to black box it, right? Yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, I need to get this out. Like, this is between us, you know, the subtext is between us. Like, but what do you think of blah, 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 whatever? Right. Um, but if you're just blurting it out so that way you can hear it in the ether to be like, this actually happened. Let the other person do whatever the fuck they want with it. If they want to tell other people, it wasn't a black box. It wasn't you know off the record. Right, right, right. Just like with a journalist, you have to ask for it to be off the record. It literally was on the record because you didn't think it was on your own record until you said it. Yes, right. So it's always been on the record in the, you know, speaking. And in fact, subconsciously, you wanted it to be on the record, let's be honest. Yeah. 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 You wanted someone to know that something, A, absurd happened to you, something wild happened to you, something, you know if you're masochistic, something shameful happened to you, right. you know, or something salacious and you're, you know, actually like bragging in some of these things. You're like, yes, yes, totally. This wild thing happened, but would you believe uh, that it happened to me, uh, me of all people, me? And you're like, calm down, Mary. Like, what are you doing? Right. You know, I had this conversation with Ulrico one time because I, I think I was actually trying to articulate something that we talked about on the podcast where like not everything is a story all the time. You know, and when you narrativize everything and put everything out there, um, it is a way of bragging. And you're kind of not only that, you're also just kind of ruining what happened to you. When you when you do something like that, by by framing it publicly, you're altering. The events. Well, you're. What you're doing is allowing, giving yourself to put the first spin on it before anyone could hear any different. Yes, right. You know, that's a different kind of, that. that's like sociopathic behavior. Like most people don't do that unless it is something shameful that they don't want anyone to judge them for. Then they're like trying to get ahead of the story. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of energy that I, ooh, I don't have, I don't have the energy for that. 
or the foresight, quite frankly. Like, if you have the foresight to get ahead of your own botched narrative, like, good on you for being a fucking nut job, but I, I don't know about that. Well, I don't know. It also means you haven't reflected on it very much. I guess is w- which is part of what you're saying. Like, Yeah, you're just trying to, like, control your own PR spin. Yes, yes, yes. You're being your Instead own publicist. Instead of actually, like, process anything. Right. Because you're only worried about the ramifications for reputation rather than your own psyche right (sighs) that uh, yeah that's that's several hoops to jump through when you could have just jumped through your own hoop you know you could have just skipped it you know done a skip it moment and then called it a day Mm -hmm. but now you're involving other people and spinning spinning web like why do that like why expend the psychic energy trying to loop in other people to your version of the narrative even though like at that point, you have to spin so many plates of consistent story that you're like, mm, you have the skills for that? Or, mm, I don't know. Yeah, very few people do. I mean, it doesn't make a lot of rational sense because you can't, you know, the, one of the most important things I ever learned in my life is that most people are not thinking about you as much as you, you think they are. So I feel like the people that are trying to spin all these plates and get people involved in the web of their narratives are... um not aware of this fact and supremely narcissistic yeah of course again it takes a lot of energy to be that self-involved or maybe it doesn't i don't know maybe some people like really i think enjoy it comes that. yeah well I, I don't know if they enjoy it even i just think it comes naturally to some people i think it just depends on what happened to you uh in your past growing up i think it just depends on your lived experience like you don't think that some people choose to live in their own in the chaos of their own making like, I, think, I, I think about I think this they, a lot. I, I think that there are people, like, who, you know, in my brain when I'm like, they need to get their shit together. It's like some people, ch- you know, choose to schlemiel it, you know? Yeah, I think they I think they choose it to some degree. I think they choose it in every moment, but I think the gestalt is not chosen. Uh, clarify. Flesh, flesh, paint the, paint the bigger picture for me. What do you mean by that? I think that people that end up in in webs of lies or in a, a chaotic life of their own making do do it on purpose in every individual moment. But when all those moments bundle together into the form of a life, they didn't do that on purpose. Like the lie gets so big that you can't control it. But the only control that you do have in your own life is over the smaller lies that comprise that bigger picture so they continue to choose it in spite of themselves but it's because it's difficult i think it's difficult for most people i think you're different you're unique in this situation where you have a pretty good grasp on meta rationalizing and metacognitive ability you have a lot of that so your big picture stuff in life is easy actually for you and so smaller moments flow from that, flow from a larger ethic. I think a lot of people's thinking is disordered. So they accidentally end up choosing to have a bad life. Well, yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about like, well, if if your whole life has, has been a certain kind of chaos that then, you know, behaviorally, the chaos, you know, is the thing that you 
have managed to thrive through if you're still like a functional human yeah but like to me that just means like a what would it look like if your life wasn't in chaos all the time if you didn't kind of choose the chaos if you know like it's a certain kind of like it's almost like a you know abusive behavior cycles of like sure you know instead of other people doing it to you then now you're just like i'm doing it to yourself because that's the like algebra formula that you've been comfortable with but that doesn't make your life easier it makes your life harder because then you're adding more variables that are roadblocks all the time like that seems why would you do that to yourself like and i wonder if it you know i don't know some people that's why when i say like some people love the chaos i'm like i don't know if they'd love it but like they don't have any other tools but but that yeah i mean everything looks like a puzzle piece from the inside of the puzzle because you've never encountered the border before so it's difficult to conceptualize that the puzzle ends at a certain place or can be or contained. that the pieces don't have to go together in the way that you're doing it you know yeah right like you know like you don't always have to do the border first to continue the puzzle narrative like right you could figure out you could actually sort it a different way and but you know for for you like doing the border is faster which i think most people can agree is actually the real thing you know right. just in puzzle building physical you know non-metaphorical puzzle building but you know there's other strategies, other ways. Um, yeah, but to reevaluate things holistically is really difficult. I mean, that's all I'm trying to say at the end of the is day. Is it? I think it is, yeah. Really? Yeah. The dark, comple- the dark mirror doesn't, you know, you don't like get the mirror of like, huh, huh. The self-reflective mirror of like, well, that could have gone a different way. Uh, well, you get the self-reflective mirror of that could have gone a different way, but like time only flows in one direction, you know. It's so life seems like falling down the stairs rather than something that you can pause and reflect on. Huh. I mean, yeah, in weak moments, that that's the kind of thing. But like, ideally, when when confronted with something, you know, when confronted with a certain kind of like, you know variable or or some kind of uh confrontation that doesn't necessarily mean confrontation like some sort of like moment of conflict like that like your job as a human is to think about all all the all the skills and things that you thought about before and kind of like take a moment and bring that up it's only when you're kind of like feeling you know weak-willed in that moment where you're like i'm just gonna do the shit that you know a sloppier version of myself would would do and respond as such yeah, or a I mean, less critical, I, less informed person. And then sure. those are times where you're like, oops, you know. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I just think that most people are pretty weak-willed at the end of the day because it requires certain conditions to be able to be strong-willed. You have to have the ability, sort of inherently, and the time and the space to be reflective. And life comes at you fast. And sometimes things just pile up. And the ruts that you've dug in your own mind um, are the most efficient path to take, even if they're disorderly. Yeah, but why Why would you want to take the harder path? Again, going back to the camping thing. But, but 
it, we're going to take the soft the soft route or the the off roading, and I'm. Gonna but that's like, the thing; it's not the one that's paved. I don't know. Like, why would you not choose the paved one? What are you What are you, what are you trying here? Granted, like what, what I'm, I'm trying to say is, is that the paved one is the one you self paved, and it's probably the most treacherous. If you self paved long term, it's yeah. if you self paved it. What I'm trying to say is that a lot of people don't have roads in their life; they just have muddy trails. And to suddenly self-pave a road is not really a possibility. It either has to be there from pretty early on so that it's always an option. Um, or something that you could conceptualize in the first place. But most people are just stuck in the woods, man. And they ain't never seen a road. So to ask so that they be able to... are are literally the television show Naked and Afraid? Yeah, yes, yes, of course. I mean, don't you find that I would, is... I would do terribly at that show, but that's a different topic. I actually, I actually, well, I think you would do bad because of nature. Yes, 100%. I'd be like, first of all, where are nature, the Nature, it's also destroyed. Second us. of all, where's dinner, you know? Right. right. You would have a lot of logistical problems, but you would not have any conceptual problems. I think if you were actually thrust into a situation like that, you might do okay. You might do better than you think. Because you're pretty yeah, good at yeah. dealing with discomfort at the end of the day. You manage. Well, it would, it, again, again, it just comes to the thing of like, eh, we got to do some problem solving. Let's do some problem solving before we like wander the woods aimlessly for no good goddamn reason. Right. Most people's lives are wandering the woods pretty aimlessly. Myself included. That's how you end up on the cliff or like, you know sheer rocks and you're like oh fuck can i climb down oh no no kind of stuck here can i fashion things out of rope or oh brother don't i know it that's why you start thinking about jumping oh boy okay (laughs) don't you have new medication for that jesus christ oh my medication if only it worked well (laughs) what you're not living for your uh pharmaceutical journey uh no you know i i've been having this odd feeling i I, i'm having a complicated time with my medication because um right now i'm getting it for free and i'm in the process of applying to continue to get it for free because it is not a generic and there is no generic available so it's prohibitively expensive to me otherwise thank you usa healthcare system usa number one borat um so i'm in this process of trying to do that and i keep thinking it's becoming increasingly likely that i'm not going to be able to keep getting it for free like i'm sort of exhausting all my options and my psychiatrist is only willing to give it to me for so long before you got to start paying for it at a certain point. What do they do? They're giving you samples or like yeah, what? Yeah. Yeah. They're giving me they're giving me samples, but they've been doing this for months now. So Oh, that w- that was my entire youth with allergies. They're like, "Hey, time to come in for your your checkup." And they're like, "Oh, you sneezy child. Here, have this literal sack of Claritin." Yeah, that's what I'm I'm getting that with Rexalti with a mental health drug. Um but that's probably going to expire pretty soon. And I keep having this thing happen where I think, like, I'm not that into the drugs because I don't know how well they're working, you know. 
It's such a subtle effect that it's like hard to tell. And at the same time, I'm terrified of getting off of them because what if they are working? And then on the other hand, I'm like, well, I lived most of my life without them and I was okay for the most part outside of tantrums here and there. So why am I afraid of being off it? I don't even know if it's really working. Like all I feel like being on the drug has done is give me another new muddy path in my life, right? Of uncertainty and doubt when this layer didn't need to exist. I mean, again, what what is the uh, in psychiatry? What is the what is the goal of medication? Is to help the psychological uh, um, dot connecting become a little bit easier and a little clearer. You know, because that's really the goal of like any sort of talk therapy or or whatever, right? Is like give you your own tools to make the you know the the rope out of the vines when you're on the the naked and afraid cliff you know right um like weaving skills or whatever how to tie knot um you know it's so that way you know which vines are poisonous which ones are not which ones are stronger which ones are like oh that's really cute and decorative but it's gonna snap like a bitch if you try to like put your weight on it you know like that's the end goal of medication is to have that kind of clarity through those weeds. Um, but really the, the main, the real thing is the, the talking it through to figure out like, how do you, how do you choose which, you know, weed to braid together to make a rope? Right. And I think, and can you like do that yourself is always the thing of like, can you do this yourself? That's always the end goal of, talky time like can you do this yourself and you know it's always like a lot of times people are like oh i couldn't figure it out so i had to talk to someone to help me figure it out i think you're absolutely right when it comes to talk therapy but psychiatry is a different animal and i i've grown to resent it because they introduce medication as a way for you to not have to do it yourself explicitly that's ass backwards that's terrible no that's not how you do things well, but that is how it works. Every, everything is chalked up to a problem of brain chemistry that can be fixed by modern science. Like, that's basically the way that it's looked at. And what ended up happening to me, I can only speak for myself, is that all that was introduced was a new node, uh, a, new, a new knot on the rope. I was already trying to climb a rope, and it was difficult enough, and now there's a new knot in the form of psychiatry and psychoactive drugs that are supposed to make these problems easier. Now, because the effects are so subtle though, and because maybe the drugs are working, I'm having these thoughts of like, well, do I need them or not? But you end up in this catch 22 where it's like, well, the introduction of the drugs made me realize that maybe I don't need them, but it was only oh, the drugs yeah. that made me realize that I didn't need them in the first place. And you get caught in this sort of infinity spiral. It's it's this. The, like the meshing is trying to happen, but there's a wall. Yeah. Because you don't know if, if it's actually set right or not. Exactly. Hmm. And I don't huh. think this is a super serious problem, but it does... It does. It could so- become one if you it, yeah, remove it, the the exa- shim, you know exactly. If you remove because then the shim. what could actually happen is like you're like this instead, 
And you're like, oh, that, uh, oops. The joinery is far off, you know? And, and, you know, it's not all bad. It's just that it costs money to continue to pursue. And that can't work. It really should not. It shouldn't. Yeah, I know. America's a fucked up place. Goddamn. Huh. But yeah, so. Well. Uh, do you, hmm. I have a thought. What? Should this just be the real episode? This is better, yeah. I yeah, honestly yeah, think one. this do was this better. Yeah, yeah. This is I, better. I think we should, I think we should just, um, do you want to just stop now and hang out for a little bit? I mean, it's sl- slightly short, but I don't really care. It's 56 minutes. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, that's fine, right? Yeah. Again, y'all want a tote? Here. If this is the real episode, tell me which color you want the fucking tote to be, red or black. Y'all tell me. Um, But you'll get the actual show as a... Uh, the actual show, show will be the bonus show. Oh, by the way... What? Uh, Big shouts out to listener Leo and his uh Hunter MFA thesis. I've been seeing pictures uh, of it, and it looked really good. Oh, yeah. By the way, Leo is going to be our next, our guest next week, which we'll talk about after. No this. way! Oh, cool! All right, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to do this. I told him because when I was real ham ham, I was like, Leo, thank you for talking to us, and you want to do the show. And then as we approach a hundred, and he's like, Yeah, great. I'm like, and then in the light of day, I was like, Oops, I have to I have to now schedule something. <laughs> all the all the good intent is there still, but I was like, Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just gave myself a chore. Yeah. Ah, uh, fuck. I gave myself work. I'm not supposed to give myself work here. Mm. This is a safe space. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, signing Actual off. Actual episode over because Papa's got to pee. Go ahead. All right. Bye bye.